All right, all right. Welcome to Newsmax Daily for Thursday, July 13th, 2023. International Rock Day created so people all around the world can learn more about rocks or stones and the vital roles they've played across the globe for thousands of years. You cannot, or at least I cannot, talk about rocks without noting one of the greatest or most ingenious inventions ever, the pet rock. Remember that? I bet there are some people that still have their pet rock. And on the food calendar, it is a biggie. Today is National French Friday. At least at some places, including the one that is widely considered to have the best fast food French fries, McDonald's. And some other places are celebrating French Fry Day today, which had always been on July 13th. By the way, July 13th. Again, nobody ever seems to care about the 13th unless it's on Friday. But today's the 13th. So there's your warning. But a few years ago, there was a push to make the second Friday of July instead of the 13th French Friday. You get it? The good news is there will also be free fries and deals tomorrow as well. So now French Friday is sort of like a two-day holiday. And for me, it's a toss-up between crinkle cut and steak fries, hands down. And it's a hard no on those shoestring fries. While people debate all the different kinds of French fries, which actually originated in Belgium and have nothing to do with the French other than France borders part of Belgium, about 2,500 miles away, President Biden has wrapped up his European trip in Finland, which is one of the newest members of the NATO alliance, along with Sweden. More on the president's trip and the NATO summit from this morning's Wake Up America. General, just again, kind of your reaction to his speech and what the world sees. He made some blunders. He mixed up uh, Zelensky's name. He did confuse uh, Russia with Ukraine. Um, I mean, you may recall just a month ago, he said that, you know, Putin uh, is losing the war in Iraq. So, again, a lot of blunders. Um, how, did the, how does the world see him? Well, the whole world looks on the United States by policy, action, deed, and then our representative as weak. Uh, we, it goes, starts out with uh, the Chinese summit gets to Afghanistan, our greatest failure. Maybe Ukraine will eclipse that. We don't know yet. But what this does, Allison, is it emboldens those in Tehran. It emboldens those in Pyongyang and Beijing that this is our opportunity with the United States and we may not get another one like this. And so I'm very concerned when we project this type of weakness, we can't even go to a dinner uh, because we're tired. Why can't President Zelensky wear a suit, by the way? I, I, I Why still, can't he? I, I do, I, I, that's I don't a great question. I, I don't understand it. Um, it, it it's, it's very bizarre to me, General. I Just quickly, I don't know if you caught this during the Christopher Ray hearings yesterday. We were just talking about it. But he, this was, again, another one of these slip of the tongues. And he said, you know, I can't talk about that multiple times. But he did say that the FBI was working with social media to take down posts that were negative about Zelensky and negative about the war in Ukraine. Uh, we've got this thing called the First Amendment here in this country. That, to me, just doesn't sound right. Yeah. So even worse than that is the director took an oath to the Constitution, much the same as I took to defend and protect our Constitution. Uh, That includes the First Amendment. And if you're coordinating with a foreign intelligence service uh, of any kind, friendly or foe, for whatever reason, to suppress American speech, uh, that to me is reprehensible and it's impeachable. Interesting. We'll see what it means for popular support in the war. General, great to see you this morning. We appreciate it. Great to see you both.
That's retired Brigadier General Blaine Holt on this morning's Wake Up America with Rob Finnerty and Allison Maloney. So let's go to Washington for opening statements in that hearing with FBI Director Christopher Wray. House Judiciary Committee Chair Jim Jordan in his opening statements. When the court says the FBI misled, that's a nice way of saying they lied. They lied and as a result, important information was kept from we the people days before the most important election we have, election of President of the United States, election of the Commander-in-Chief. In a survey last fall, four out of five Americans said they believe there's a two-tiered system of justice in America today. They said that because there is. They said that because of what they've witnessed. And unlike the FBI censorship in the court's opinion that was focused on conservatives, the FBI's illegal scrutiny wasn't just limited to conservatives. BLM supporters were illegally scrutinized by the FBI as well. And I hope our Democrat friends will join us in opposing reauthorization of Section 702 the way it's currently done. And I think they will. And I hope, and I hope they will work with us in the appropriations process to stop the weaponization of the government against the American people and end this double standard that exists now in our justice system. That I yield to the gentleman from New York for an opening statement. And that gentleman from New York is Congressman Jerry Nadler, the lead Democrat on the committee. And Jim Jordan can hope for cooperation all that he wants. For them, this hearing is little more than performance art. It is an elaborate show designed with only two purposes in mind. To protect Donald Trump from the consequences of his actions and to return him to the White House in the next election. That was Nadler's opening statement and Christopher Wray, the FBI director himself. Thank you. Good morning, Chairman Jordan, Ranking Member Nadler, members of the committee. Uh, in the time that I have before we get to your questions, I want to talk about the sheer breadth and impact of the work the FBI's 38,000 employees are doing each and every day because the work the men and women of the FBI do to protect the American people goes way beyond the one or two investigations that seem to capture all the headlines. Take violent crime. Last year alone, working shoulder to shoulder with our partners in state and local law enforcement, the FBI arrested more than 20,000 violent criminals and child predators. That's an average of almost 60 bad guys taken off the streets per day, every day or our work going after the cartels, exploiting our southwest border to traffic fentanyl and other dangerous drugs into communities nationwide. The FBI's running well over 300 investigations targeting the leadership of those cartels. And working with our partners, we've already seized hundreds of kilograms of fentanyl this year alone, stopping deadly drugs from reaching their intended destinations in states all over the country and saving countless American lives. Or the thousands of active investigations we now have into the Chinese government's efforts to steal our most precious secrets, rob our businesses of their ideas and innovation, and repress freedom of speech right here in the United States. And that is just scratching the surface. The men and women of the FBI work tirelessly every day to protect the American people from what is really a staggering array of threats. So that's how the hearing got going yesterday, and we get more from Rob Schmidt tonight. If you have been paying attention to the gritty details in recent years, this hearing and the fury that you saw from House Republicans 
probably didn't make too much sense. Chris Ray is a Republican himself. He was nominated by Donald Trump. Those are both true. But also true, Chris Ray is really the perfect example of the American political shift. The dichotomy is no longer Republican versus Democrat. It's control versus freedom. It's establishment versus populism. A politicized and weaponized DOJ protects the Washington Uniparty from populists attempting to stunt Washington's disturbing growth and overextended reach. The MAGA Republicans, as they say, are a danger to democracy because in Washington, democracy means government control. All of those catchphrases are self-serving to the politicians that say them. The mindless drones simply just listen and repeat. They count on that. All of that is why today we watched as House Democrats sucked up as hard as they could to the Republican who's running the FBI. I, you know, I think it's, it's actually sad that the majority is uh, engaging in conspiracy theories and efforts to try and discredit one of the premier law enforcement agencies. Director Ray, I thank you for continuing to serve with all of these uh, attempts to sully your name. I'm glad that we have an opportunity for one Democrat, one Republican in close succession to thank you for your service to the country. Pretty obvious, isn't it? You see how it works. There was plenty to criticize today from Republicans. Much of the concerns are around FISA abuses. FISA stands for Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, but it's being rapidly abused by our out-of-control intelligence community. A recent New York Post op-ed alleges for each American the FISA court permitted the FBI to target and spy on. The Bureau illicitly surveilled almost a thousand additional Americans. Think of that. Rob Schmidt from Rob Schmidt tonight. Let me repeat what he said from the New York Post. For every American, the Pfizer court permitted the FBI to target the FBI illicitly targeted meaning spied on almost 1,000 other Americans. And next up on the committee agenda, Hunter and Joe Biden. Congressman Matt Gates began his ruthless questioning of Chris Ray by reading a text message that the FBI has known about for four years. The message to Zhao, the infamous text to the Chinese Communist Party official by Hunter Biden as he sat with his father. I'm sitting here with my father. I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Sounds like a shakedown, doesn't it, Director? I'm not going to get into commenting on that. You, you, you seem deeply uncurious about it, don't you? Almost suspiciously uncurious. Are you protecting the Bidens? Absolutely not. The FBI well, does not has no oh, interest in You won't answer the question about whether or not that's a shakedown, and everybody knows why you won't answer it. Because to, ev to the millions of people who will see this, they know it is. And your inability to acknowledge that is deeply revealing about you. Deeply revealing. Like how the FBI has known the Biden family is corrupt, that the president's corrupt for four years. Didn't do anything about it. It's very revealing.
It shows that Chris Ray's FBI has a massive problem that he either doesn't want to fix or perhaps if you're being gracious, he can't fix because of the perceived damage to the institution caused by him actually having to admit that this problem exists. That's Rob Schmidt, who also spoke with Congressman Matt Gates. All right, Congressman Matt Gates joins me now. Sir, good to have you back on the show. Um, we, we played the great moment from you reading that Hunter Biden tweet or the, the text message, I'm sorry, to Zhao demanding the money uh, earlier in the show. Nine days later, the Bidens got $5 million from the Chinese, and nobody seems to really want to know why at the FBI. And yet Chris Ray says they're not protecting the Bidens. I think there's an obvious reason why no one ever pays a bribe without getting something in return for it. And in the opening moments of Joe Biden's administration, they dissolved the China initiative that President Trump had established at the Department of Justice to specifically target the areas of Chinese influence and where they were stealing our trade secrets and infiltrating our universities and trying to buy off our politicians or worse. So the Chinese have done very well in the Biden administration, and it might just be because they had this extensive web of financial transactions uh, that pre dated the presidency. Yeah, they, they had the Biden White House working uh, for their benefit, uh, or the, the Biden uh, family working for their benefit. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out in my head uh, the Chris Ray situation, because you, you know that he can blatantly see how politicized his FBI is, the entire DOJ is, the entire government really is. But it seems he thinks that fixing it is more dangerous than leaving it the way it is, because to fix it, you'd have to admit that it's broken. And, and I feel like establishment Washington just can't allow that to happen. For more than half the, a decade, I've heard Christopher Ray come before the Congress to say, you know, gosh, that was the old FBI, but I've really turned right. things around. Right. The reality is under Christopher Ray's leadership, the FBI has conducted over a million illegal searches. During the time period that was investigated, they were conducting 38 illegal searches an hour. And not just for crime stuff. They were doing creepy, weird things like looking up their ex-girlfriends and engaging in inappropriate personal behavior with queries of data that include so many Americans dragnetted into this federal system that we have to get rid of. So the question is, after this hearing, what next? What are the big fights where we can operationalize what we've learned? They are twofold. First, we have to abolish these authorities that the FBI has to engage in this type of spying and then utilization of that information to target Americans. And the second thing is that we have to cut the money off. We cannot continue to feed this organization that has been victim of political capture with a new $325 million headquarters in the Washington, D.C. area or right. increased funding for some of their woke initiatives. And if we do that, if we constrain the money, then I think we've got the opportunity to drive reforms and perhaps even save the FBI. Eric Bowling spoke about the hearing and the FBI with Texas Senator Ted Cruz. And what are your thoughts on this? Look, I think we are witnessing the most partisan and politicized Department of Justice this nation's ever seen. I think we're witnessing the most partisan and politicized FBI this nation has ever seen. As you know, the last book I wrote is called Justice Corrupted, How the Left Has Weaponized Our Legal System. And the book Justice Corrupted walks through chapter and verse precisely how DOJ and the FBI and the IRS and the CIA, the Democrats have turned them into weapons to attack their enemies. And sadly, Chris Ray has been unwilling to take on the hardcore partisans who burrowed into senior career positions 
at the FBI. They are stonewalling to protect Joe Biden. They are stonewalling to stop investigation into the mounting evidence of Joe Biden's corruption, into the allegations that Joe Biden received a $5 million bribe from a foreign national. The FBI refuses to hand over the documents they have. They refuse to answer questions about it. And, and, and shamefully, we now have two IRS whistleblowers who have come forward alleging the Attorney General of the United States lied under oath to Congress, to me, actually, in the Senate Judiciary Committee, when he insisted there was no interference in the Hunter Biden investigation. And the whistleblowers also allege that the attorney general essentially committed obstruction of justice. I have called repeatedly on my podcast, Verdict with Ted Cruz, actually on today's episode of the podcast, I have called for the Department of Justice to appoint a special counsel to investigate the attorney general and whether the attorney general has committed multiple felonies, including lying under oath and obstruction great, of justice. Great, great, great. Fantastic. Let us know how that how that proceeds. Texas Senator Ted Cruz on the balance with Eric Bowling. You remember a week and a half ago or so, two weeks ago, Donald Trump spoke at a woman's lunch event, a luncheon in New Hampshire. Abortion obviously was part of the conversation, and Trump asked, I played this in the following day's podcast, if you're Catholic, how can you support Joe Biden? Well, if you're Jewish, how do you support Joe Biden? Why is Biden pushing to give tens of billions of dollars to the Iranians to remove sanctions, but he won't even meet with the head of the Israeli government? What do you think? Well, it, it is utterly shameful, Eric. And, and, and this administration, the Biden administration, has been the most profoundly anti-Israel administration our country's ever had. Uh, at every level, they have systematically undermined the state of Israel. They have systematically worked to weaken the government of Israel. Joe Biden and his administration despises Prime Minister Netanyahu. I believe Prime Minister Netanyahu is an historic figure. He is, and I have told him this before, I think he has a Churchillian sense of gravity as to the threats facing Israel and the threats facing America. And the Biden White House has made clear he is not welcome in the White House. And, and this is on the heels of two and a half years of systematically implementing policies to undermine Israel, most recently announcing a policy of the Biden administration embracing BDS, embracing boycott, divestiture and sanctions of the West Bank in Israel, where the Biden administration is now blocking scientific funds for cancer research in Israel because they've handed their agenda over to the radical anti-Semitic left who hates Israel. And to see the president of the United States wrapping his arms around the extreme BDS movement is disgraceful. So, of course, he doesn't want Israel's prime minister in the White House. That's incredibly harmful to Israel and it's incredibly harmful to America. Texas Senator Ted Cruz on the balance with Eric Bowling. That is weeknights at 8 o'clock Eastern. Greta Van Susteren, who just spent a week in Israel, spoke about it with GOP presidential candidate Tim Scott of South Carolina. Major protests erupting again in Israel. These continued protests spark because Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu continues to press ahead with a justice bill to curb the power of Israel's Supreme Court. This bill, among other things, would limit the court's power to overrule parliament. Thousands taken to the streets, blocking highways, and also gathering at Tel Aviv's international airport. So far, about 71 arrested. 
2024 Republican presidential candidate, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott joins me. Nice to see you again, sir. Thank you, Greg. It's good to be back with you. Okay, things are rather complicated between the United States and Israel yes. because President Biden and uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu apparently don't see eye to eye, and Benjamin Netanyahu has not yet been invited to the White House, which is unusual. Yes. And, of course, the president says, well, I'm inviting the president of Israel, but that's a ceremonial role, but not the exactly. prime minister. So what's going on? Well, I mean, let's look a little deeper into, under the surface here. Here's what we know. President Biden has restarted negotiations with Iran. Slap in the face. His negotiations suggest that, as opposed to having a written agreement, that, of course, we would disagree with the JCPOA the last time we saw a written agreement from a pre uh, American president. Was It'd almost be expired by now, by the exactly, way. Exactly, exactly. But what we've seen is that these new negotiations suggest that all Iran has to do is say they're doing X, and we say you can have more access to selling your oil on the open market. That's a bad decision. So it's a slap in the face to Israel. In addition to that, having a conversation about unilaterally withdrawing from uh, the ability to negotiate and work with Israel on other really important topics is another slap in the face. So when you combine those two together, we understand why the relationship is so weak with Israel. Well, you know, I was just there last week, and it's an extremely dangerous neighborhood um, for Israel to be in. They were hated on all sides. And you've got the fact that uh, um, Iran, um, I mean, Iran has missiles that say death to Israel. And you've got these Hezbollah tunnels from Lebanon where the terrorists com can come in, now closed off, I should add. But it seems that, you know, we're in a, the, the no discussion with yes. one of our oldest allies. I mean, you can disagree, but the snubbing of it at such a fragile time for Israel is, is what's under, uh, which I don't understand. Well, it's one of the things that many of our allies probably do not understand is what does it mean when America says we are your ally? What we would say under President Scott is we will stand shoulder to shoulder with our allies. We will be loyal to our allies and lethal to our adversaries. That is a message that has been lost in this administration. South Carolina Senator and GOP presidential candidate Tim Scott on with Greta Van Susteren. There is an article in today's Washington Examiner titled Wall of Waste, States Spending Billions on the Border Crisis After an Unbuilt Trump Wall. I'm going to read from the article, President Joe Biden's cancellation of border wall construction imposed billions of dollars of costs on Texas in humanitarian and border security measures, the state's top land official told the examiner. The Biden administration has ushered in an unprecedented border crisis that has negatively impacted Texas and the entire nation, Texas General Land Office Commissioner Don Buckingham. Arizona and Texas, still reading from the article, are reaching into their own pockets, responding to unprecedented illegal immigration that followed the Biden administration's campaign promise to stop installing a wall at the southern border. In two and a half years since President Joe Biden halted 300 miles of border wall that had not yet been installed by former President Donald Trump, States are being inundated with millions of immigrants who illegally enter from Mexico, costing the states billions of dollars. Again, that in today's Washington Examiner, and you may remember, that was a day one move by the Biden administration. 
And speaking of Texas and Arizona, the heat wave is continuing today there and in much of the West and the Southern U.S. We could see records, in fact, in California, Texas, and Florida. Heat warnings, heat advisories in effect for millions of Americans today. In Phoenix, it has been over 100 degrees for nearly two weeks. It has been around 100 degrees, maybe a little more, for two weeks in parts of Texas as well. Don't forget, Newsmax is available on most major cable systems like Comcast, Xfinity, AT&T, Spectrum, Cox Cable, Dish, DirecTV, and others. It's also on your favorite platforms like Apple TV, Roku, Zumo, and more. Thank you, as always, for listening to Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. Enjoy the rest of your day. Maybe get some free french fries. And keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.